Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another happy pod, the real another happy pod, because I am back from the dead. My name is Nathan. As always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host who did betray me, but his name is Lawrence. Hello, good day, good evening, and welcome to you, sir. Good evening, good welcome, good uh, good stuff. Oh, how did I betray you? What happened there? Don't worry about it. Just tell people what this show is. It is a podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, anything else, pop culture, anything we want to talk about, but we keep it a little bit more positive, or at least we try to. We do try to. Sometimes it's more difficult uh, with some movies than others. And, um, well, we'll see. So... <laughs> Didn't want to give away your position. <laughs> so you betrayed me, Lawrence, as I alluded to mere seconds ago by kicking me off last week's podcast oh, come on. and instead replacing me last minute with Beth Taylor, my sworn nemesis. How could I have even kicked you out? I couldn't have locked you out of like recording with us. What really happened was that Nathan needed an extra week to watch all three Hobbit movies and then said, fuck, what can we do this week? And I said, have you seen Nope? And he said, Nope. Okay. <laughs> Great joke. But first, that's just not true. I didn't need an extra week to watch the movies. You did. No, I, I was moving. Yeah, but so you needed an extra week. I don't care about the reasons, Nathan. Well, okay. Yes, I guess I did. But because not just out of laziness, like you're making it sound. No, I, I didn't, I didn't imply that. If, you've, if that's how you've chosen to interpret that, then that's on you. I never said that. Do you have a funny little question? Play the theme. Another happy question. There we go, I did it. Well, actually, in, in a couple of hours from now, I'll have done it when I edit this. For anyone who doesn't know, this is where we ask a silly little question that I have to answer at the end of the episode, um, which is somehow related to the episode that we're doing. Indeed. Just thought I should mention that. For any new listeners who may be joining us. Hello, new listeners. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, The Hobbit is whisked away on an unexpected journey, some might say. My question for you, as I've already told you, is only four words long uh, and very simple. Great. Are you doing this 
Is that the question? That's the question. Are you doing this? <laughs> Fuck it. Right, I'll elaborate. Put your sh- put yourself in the shoes of Bilbo Baggins. I think I get it, but sure, go on. Are you doing this? This opportunity comes a knocking. Are you, are you doing this? <laughs> your Mamma Mia question was bad. This, though. <laughs> this is a big undertaking. Bilbo Baggins does three movies worth of stuff in this. Almost dies quite a few times. A lot of risk for arguably no reward. Are you doing any of this? Great. Well, tune in at the end of the episode, I guess, to <laughs> to find out if I am indeed. Don't tune back in. Just remain tuned for this episode. <laughs> yeah. Remain tuned in. Listen to us talk about three movies. Uh, we're doing this because the rings of power. Is it rings of power or the rings of power? The Lord of the Rings, colon, the rings of power. Not colon like your bum, though. I don't think anyone thought it was colon like your bum. Okay. Thanks, thanks for clarifying. That's, help, that's always helpful. I just had to make sure. I'd never seen The Hobbit. You'd seen The Hobbit, correct? I had seen The Hobbit. Yeah, you'd never seen Lord of the Rings until last year, which when we did an episode on it. Go back and listen. Um, it's now on YouTube, probably. Or it will be by the time this comes out. Yeah. I was quite excited for them um, because I loved Lord of the Rings. So I was excited to see Return to the World and see you know Gandalf again and all this sort of stuff. And... I was sceptical to watch them, mainly because... Because as I already said, and if you've if you've listened to the um, Lord of the Rings podcast, I'm what would be known as a fantasy light enjoyer, not a hardcore fantasy, which Lord of the Rings arguably is. So I was a bit like, this isn't massively for me, but I know that they're like a block in my pop culture knowledge that I should probably just watch these movies at some point. So I did. I had my opinion on them. And then I got told that these are often by yourself. These are often regarded as much worse. Oh, I I'd say they're universally regarded as worse yeah. than the Lord of the Rings trilogy. There might there might be the people out there that have got their 8K TVs and they just get they just absolutely love that <laughs> that motion smoothness and that high def and they're like, oh, the Lord of the Rings movies look like shit compared to these. These look amazing. <laughs> there might be them. Anyone who says the Lord of the Rings movies look like shit compared to this, get your fucking eyes tested <laughs> because. <laughs> <laughs> My god. Yeah, I agree. I will say, though, just going off your fantasy light comment, mm-hmm. I'm watching a lot of fantasy stuff at the moment. House of the Dragon is on, Matt Smith, Doctor Who is riding a dragon. Obviously, The Rings of Power is started on Amazon. I've been watching this. I'm probably going to rewatch The Lord of the Rings as well. So there's a lot of fantasy in my life at the moment. Yeah. And I will say, it is after so long of... Game of Thrones and now House of the Dragon. It is very nice to be back in a fantasy world that is fantasy and that it can be a little unrealistic and doesn't feel the need to just draw you back down to earth every two seconds by some northern man going, what the fuck are you doing, cunt? <laughs> like that. <So>. Nathan, <laughs> did your dad just enter the podcast studio? <laughs> My dad sounds nothing like that. He's not that northern at all. But yeah, it's it's nice to actually enjoy some fantasy. I know what you mean because like well, that was something we spoke about quite a lot on the on the Lord of the Rings podcast. So, certain fantasy, especially like HBO fantasy and stuff like that, they're they're very concerned with making a fantasy thing, but also selling it to an accessible audience. Therefore, it's fantasy but yeah. grounded and gritty. No elements of it feel truly fantastical. They might reference ah. Oh, the gods. What do you, what do the gods think about this? But that's really as much as they do. A dragon is about as fantastical as they get. Yeah, really. They they're not having like 
trolls and wizards and little cavemen and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. So. And who's this for anyway? Yeah. You've seen Game of Thrones. You know what we're saying. So we're returning to the Tolkien world. I'll start off by saying I don't flat out dislike these movies. Mm-hmm. Okay. I There's certain moments throughout... Not necessarily the trilogy, but throughout some of the movies, which I I think are really good. There's really uh, moments of gold throughout it all. Yeah. Problem is, I'm sure you know, because you've been doing Caravan recently as well, but it's too bloated, because it was supposed to be two movies, and they had to, like, pull another one out of their ass to make it a trilogy. (laughs) Yeah. So it's just, it's very bloated. Um, and there's there's too much story for a book that's like you know a hundred pages or whatever, not that long at all. Yeah. To squeeze three fucking three hour movies out of that one book, it's were those run uh, were those runtimes mandated because the Lord of the Rings were three hours as well. I I'd probably yeah I I don't know for a fact. It's easier to sell them as like epics, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Which this very much does try to emulate in terms of the trilogy as a whole. I think there's one movie in here that's fine, if a little boring. Mm -hmm. There's one movie here that's pretty good. I actually quite enjoy it. And then there's one that is fucking borderline unwatchable. (laughs) Damn, okay. My God. My God, I hate one of these movies so fucking much. I'm of the opinion that two of these are boring, and one of them is a good time, but deeply flawed. I, I, I could probably agree with that if our good time one is the same one, but... We'll see. It opens with uh, The Hobbit's An Unexpected Journey. Was this 2012? This was 2012, yeah. Let's get it out of the way. It looks like hammered wank. It looks shit. I've I've spoken many times on this podcast. I'm not someone to harp on about CG and all that mm. sort of stuff. I don't care most of the time. I'm quite happy for filmmakers to do more accessible um, and new ways to create media. Not with this, though. This looks fucking <laughs> shit. Why are you film? Why are you bothering to film in New Zealand, where you had all the great locations of the Lord of the Rings and you had those great sweeping shots? Just the stunning place on Earth. Exactly. Just to then shoot in a fucking warehouse on a green screen because it's <laughs> it's pointless. It's like going to McDonald's for a fucking salad. It just it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Jackson's from there, so maybe it's you know maybe it's cheaper or something. I don't get, I don't know, but I just don't see the point of going to film in New Zealand. I don't think cost was the concern of this anyway. No, it cost so much money and it made so much money, so they're fine with all that sort of stuff. Imagine the version of the Hobbit that's that's filmed entirely in Atlanta for the tax break and filming <laughs> costs. Like just just puts there's just a grassy field. There, there would be no difference though. There would be yeah. the, the only. The difference would have been Hobbiton, because that's pretty much the only thing that was filmed on an actual location instead yeah. of... And that's like, what, one scene at the fucking beginning and one scene right at the end? I mean, you say one scene, it's maybe like the opening half an hour of the movie. Okay, yeah, fair. But, but no, but then it's not even then, is it? Because it's in a, it's in his Because then place. it's the interior, which isn't yeah. actually in the fucking thing, so... Yeah. There is, like, a weird, like, bloom over, like, a weird filter that's been applied and stuff, and it kind of looks dreamlike and stuff, but it's just bad. There's also, because it was, like, 2012 and sort of the peak of 3D being forced down all our throats, there's just some of those shots where, like, a sword will go right towards the camera, or, like, Bilbo's button, 
weapons will pop off and they'll all fly at the camera and that sort of thing. Yeah. It's just, it just looks shit. For a franchise that had so much goodwill behind it, the fact that they lowered themselves to trying to sell to a 3D gimmicky crowd. Anyone with half a brain yeah. probably could have understood that the 3D craze would die a horrific death, and it did. And now these movies are just odd. Like They stand out as being weirdly framed a lot of the time shot in a way that is just so not like inaccessible but clearly purposeful for a purpose that most people don't have access to anymore it's just weird i don't think any of it is necessarily peter jackson's fault either i think a lot of no probably not i think a lot of this is is demand from the studio from what i understand peter jackson didn't even want to do these movies for for the Uh, longest time and he was kind of like strung into it by warner there was something to do with guillermo del toro who was gonna do it I know Guillermo was involved originally. I think it was the part of the thing where Peter Jackson was like, these are my movies. I need someone I trust to make them. And where Guillermo del Toro dropped out, he went, there's not enough time to find another decent director to do these that I trust, so I guess I'm just fucking strapping in for it. Reveal your placement of this in your ranking. Is this the one that is unwatchable? Is this the Um, one that is good? No, um, I don't know if I should reveal it to the end. Um, Okay, no, this is the one that is kind of okay, if a little boring. Yeah, I think that's pretty much that, yeah. Not a lot happens. It's yeah. it's like the first, like, I don't know, 30 pages of a book. I get. I haven't read The Hobbit, by the way. It's like the first 30 pages of a book, I imagine. Um, so there's not a lot to do. But then again, they also have to just drag everything out because it's a fucking yeah. three-hour movie. And they've got to just extend everything and maybe write in new stuff and shove other stuff in to make it... It's like they're trying to go, look, guys, it's Lord of the Rings, but also, look, guys, it's Lord of the Rings in two different ways, if you know what I mean. I do, and that's my biggest thing. If I could sum up my opinion with two out of three of these movies, maybe even, to a degree, all three of them, Lord of the Rings works, and it deserves to be as long as it is because it gets on with it and it's got a lot of plot to do, right? So they get on with it, and they, they crack on, and you understand bits as you go along. This movie is so concerned with being like, we're attached to Lord of the Rings. We're affiliated with Lord of the Rings. If you've stumbled upon this movie per chance, we are the Lord of the Rings. I mean, certain stuff makes sense to include, like the, the Gollum and the Ring stuff. That's 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 in the book. You can absolutely that's, have that. Yeah. You should, and that works as well. That's probably the best scene in this movie. But it's like all the stuff, when and this kind of deals in more into the other movies but just when it's shit like fucking you know Sauron returning and, and Gandalf yeah. going off and doing all that investigating and the darkness coming back I'm just like oh, get rid of it you don't need any of that just fucking yeah. put it off to the, the side about it is it's done at the expense of actually progressing any of the new characters like yeah there's there's a million fucking dwarves in this I know one of their names and it's because he's the main one so there's there's Thorin Oakenshield. Yep. He's There's the one I know. Dwalin, Barlin, Philly, Killy, Gloin, Oin, Biffa, Bomba, Bofa. Was talking drunk. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's just gone he's gone fucking uh so there's Thorin, he's the one that's important, and then the rest of them are, I don't know, Biggle, Boggle, Boo, Bar <laughs> Fucking Bum. 
That is fantasy. It's fantasy names. Um, yeah, but yeah. but like they rhyme with each other. Then they go in pairs, yeah, so they always yeah. walk in in that order. One of them, it's, one one of them's called Boo and goes, "Fuck, where's Bar? I need to be standing next to him." The one thing you should know about Tolkien stuff: everything rhymes. They're all singing all the time. Um, it's practically a musical universe. So just don't worry about it. Let's go into it. What do you think about the dwarves? You said there's like a million of them, and most of them are pretty forgettable. Yeah, I think that's it. They're mostly pretty forgettable. I like them in a chorus. I like them I like them when they're having fun hijinks doing the washing up um, and they're all bouncing plates off of their beards and whatever the fuck they're doing they, they, they're at their best when they're background characters having a laugh you know they are the main characters of the movie though, don't you? and that's the problem I have with the movie <laughs> they none of most of them do nothing most of them are there as and the worst thing is they're not even like cannon fodder they're not they're not they don't do anything they're just in the background of a lot of shots while Thorin and Bilbo and Gandalf have a chat there's an old one that talks every now and again for some wisdom and he's he's on he's there to sprout wisdom when Gandalf is off screen he's like I need to be the old guy that's wise here so he just yeah. fills those boots. Uh, all Richard Armitage does in these movies is brood while Dwarlin tells a story about his past. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. I think yeah. he's got some stuff in the third one. He does some bits. Yeah, he, um, he does. But, but just, this one especially is very yeah. accurate. Yeah, He's just brooding for the entire movie, just looking off into the middle distance while he's like, I, I could follow that man as my king for the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like... We're doing this again. And it probably doesn't even happen that much, but it just feels like it's just always going on. I know. There's there's something about Thorin where for most of it he's just doing the same it's just all very monotone kind of and just one note yeah. from him, really. He doesn't do a whole lot. Like he'll like I say, he'll just brood for most of the time and then he'll walk dramatically with his sword out and then he'll have a little scrap. And then that's it, and then he'll die, I guess. Spoiler alert. Yeah, he does, he does. Oh, I've got notes about that, trust me. But there is a little bit more to him, Um, and I'll I'll save that for a a little bit later, though, because I want to bring something up to you, but I'll I'll save that for a little bit, though. I've got a note, and I actually told you about this uh, already. It grew on me throughout, and I understand it's the, the fantasy element of it, but I've just got a note that says... Having a conversation with Gandalf would make me furious. Um, just in terms of how you have it. Like, imagine if I answered, imagine if we were on this podcast, you're trying to get, you know, a conversation out of me. And you went, Good morning, Lawrence. And I went, Is it a good morning, Nathan? And you went, Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about this. And I went, Well, for me, my morning has been somewhat this. So how would you know my morning's good? Are you telling me it's a good morning or are you wishing me a good morning? Well, first of all, if, if you did talk about that, we wouldn't be doing a podcast. So. Because we wouldn't even be mates. So. <laughs> no, yeah. but that, that's what I'm saying. So it's, it it doesn't always talk like that though. But that's so that's what I'm saying. It's why why bother then? Are you just being a dick in that moment? <laughs> Not really. I think it's just a a fun little Gandalf being you know mystical sort of thing. There he is, crazy old Gandalf. He's he's a little kooky old man. An incredibly wise man being needlessly vague again. Off he goes. Yeah. Off he goes. Uh, G- Gandalf's great though. I I love Ian McKellen. I I always yeah. kind of had a soft spot for Gandalf the Grey as opposed to Gandalf the White as well, just because he seems uh, a little more like unrefined and rough around the edges. And he's 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 punching. He's taking punches. He's yeah, getting a bit bloody. Yeah, he's getting into it. He's he's having a good time. Well, he's not. Ian McKellen is having a terrible time <laughs> filming these movies. Bless him. Um, I don't know if you've seen. There's just footage of him just sat on set just like with his head in his hands and he's just like I can't do this 
<laughs> it's well, that's because it was that's because of the um, they filmed him away from everyone. Yeah, he was like looking uh, like little like dots with like the faces of the actors on them and that's it like a microphone stand with a face on it (laughs) exactly just Just in a big green void as well of a choice to make that's a bizarre one because you're kneecapping one of the greatest actors of a generation like he's so good and you're just you're making it so much harder for him needlessly as well yeah just i mean like don't like i'm not being funny yeah, I understand the, the the framing thing. You're the you know you're the king of scale, Peter Jackson, but you can you can just shoot upwards. You can just shoot in clever ways and create the illusion of scale. Better yet, don't shoot in three D. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, no one wants it. <laughs> it's bad. Um, what stu- what studio was this again? Who who does these? Warner, Warner, Warner. Ah, oh, there's a fucking surprise. <laughs> yeah, that's a fucking shock, isn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. So, what do you mean, Warner Brothers kneecap the creative director in this uh, in this process? That doesn't sound like them. No, at all. no chance. Oh God, I'd love to say I was surprised at that, but I just wasn't. I'll tell you what. I like Martin Freeman a lot. I think he's he's really well cast as Bilbo. I know you've got some weird hatred for Martin Freeman for some. I reason. can back it up. I can I can say why. But I I like him, and I think what he does well is that kind of reluctant and sort of grumpy but not not grumpy mean just oh fine i'll go along with it sort of thing um mm-hmm. he he does that quite well and i think he's really good as bilbo but you hate him so let's see why i will concede that as the movies went on i preferred him more and more in the role okay I did and by the end of it, it's a damn good performance. He's good as Bilbo. He's arguably one of the best things about this these uh, these these three movies. Agreed. One of the seven graces. My thing is is not Hobbit focused. It's Martin Freeman focused. Okay. Which is he lands in the pit of actors that get work for playing roles that are themselves. But he's good at doing it though. Yeah, and that's fine. But it's just one of them where like I feel like they can ride on the coattails of of. Oh, but you know that you know that's good for the character. Yeah, it is. Like once in a blue moon. But is is it good for every character they play? No. I just think as an actor, he like he's good. He's a good actor. He's both good and not good because he can do masterful things, give very subtle, nuanced performances. If he's allowed to do his Martin Freeman shtick, when he's not, it doesn't work. And in this, it in, especially in the first one, for me at least, it's very hard to shake the feeling that. Oh, here's Sherlock's mate in a wig with big feet. As the, like I said, as the movies go on, I completely concede that that's wrong. That, in the kindest way possible, get over it. Because <laughs> <laughs> that very much seems like a you problem. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, then it is, it is. anything else? Um, because I, I think the the like I know what you mean about the Martin Freeman shtick and stuff because he does kind of play the same role most of the time. To me, that's fine because he's good at that role, and I think that sort of character lends itself well to Bilbo. All the stuff at the beginning when the dwarfs were showing up and he didn't have a clue what was going on and was just getting more and more pissed off and stuff. That all works quite well to Bilbo. He's someone who likes his home comforts. He doesn't want to leave his home. He he likes his life how it is. As someone who recently moved into his own castle, I relate to that. I like the comfort of my home. I heard you've got a no admittance sign on your on your, <laughs> on your new castle door as well. I do. I do. No wizards allowed in this in this castle. <laughs> 
um, but yeah, no, he's relatable in that sense, and he is, uh, I personally, a, a great character. Um, yeah, he, he yeah. like I said, I, I, I do want to stress, he grew on me, and it's not a Hobbit issue. It's a you issue. It's a me issue. It's one of them <laughs> things for me that just you know you know everyone has their certain hang-ups martin yeah. freeman has just always been one of mine i don't know why i like i i just i can't explain it but i liked him more and more as the movies went on in in desolation of smaug and battle of the five armies he's very good i enjoy him they always hate to see a king succeed um <laughs> so <laughs> what did you think about the the golem scene uh fun very good um it's like i always love andy circus he was um my favorite thing um one of my favorite scenes from the entire Lord of the Rings was the two towers when he got to do his, you know, yeah, um, conversation with himself. His, yeah, his conversation with himself that Sam Raimi definitely definitely didn't steal. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and and repurpose for the Green Goblin and also uh, Doc Ock. But in that scene specifically, I just think it's it's two good performers having a nice back and forth. Sorry, I was just I was just focused on what you said about Sam Raimi. Um, th- that movie came out in two thousand. Uh, 2002 meaning it would have been shot a year before so actually it came out before the two towers did so no I know you're right but let's move on let's move on Nathan <laughs> let's move on you don't need Madam Hooch strikes I've again. been Madam Hooched I've been Madam Hooched <laughs> I'd, I'd imagine like as actors these are the kind of scenes that you you'd love to see especially in big movies like this that will guarantee attention two things Two, two entities having a chat and having a layered chat that means a lot of things, a lot of subtext going on. And it's centered around like a fun piece. Like it's centered around the game of riddles. So it's a nice like way to play around as an actor. And also uh, what I think is the key to it and why it works so well is knowing to not outstay its welcome. It doesn't then carry on and then Gollum sticks around for the rest of the movie because everyone likes Gollum. It's just yeah. that one scene. Then it's over. It's done. Yeah. There's no more Gollum. Unlike a lot of other things in this trilogy that just keep popping up, so <laughs> it just happens. Sur- to keep being there, <laughs> yeah. Surprisingly, restraint shown uh, on that. Um, yeah, so, but yeah, I do. I do really like that scene. The game of riddles is a lot of fun. Golem again, just fucking a, a funny but also heartbreaking character. Great, yeah, great instance of like towing the line between comedic relief and also just pulling at the heartstrings. Yeah. Because when you just like think of him as essentially just a fucking heroin addict who just cannot shake this drug whatsoever. I like how it leads in with uh, a line I really like from Gandalf earlier in the movie when you know he was saying to to Bilbo, "Courage isn't knowing when to take a life, but it's when to spare one." I really like that mm. line, um, and then obviously leads into that because he has the chance to to kill Gollum to get past him, but he just he can't necessarily bring himself to do it instead he decides just to spare him so i like it yeah. i like that stuff like i say good yeah. moments throughout it yeah and that's definitely one of the like the gold stuff uh in there because there's this right this this movie is very long and relentless I, I would describe it as a movie that takes a long time to do nothing yeah it doesn't need to be it's paced so fucking weirdly because at this point it was supposed to only be two movies it's weird uh one of my big issues in this whole thing um, is it's very hard to take an orc seriously when one I've seen it done a million times better in Lord of the Rings, like yeah. just in terms of like a an aesthetic thing, but also there's armies of them yeah. in Lord of the Rings that are dispatched with. So now I have to treat one as the big bad of the entire fucking thing. I hate that fucking 
that Paylock guy. And, and I don't understand it as well, because in Lord of the Rings, and even in these movies, occasionally you have people actually in makeup and costume as orcs yeah. who look great. They, they in Lord of the Rings they all look fucking amazing and this uh, some of them do look great but then you also for some reason have the entirely CGI ones as well like there's the big yeah. the big one with a chin and then there's the the fucking the main villain with with like the one hand and whatever and it's just it looks shit it I, looks I understand it's going bad. for a technical advancement but the, like Peter Jackson is a man and I imagine this point was argued I can't speak for it because I don't know for a fact but like Peter Jackson is a man that kind of should have known to future proof this because it doesn't hold up and no. like the movie looks like shit in the at the best of times but yeah. this stands out like a sore thumb especially watching lord of the rings like recently it doesn't look good like as a villain it's very it's nothing it's not it like there's nothing to it it's just there purely yeah. there as like here's a bad guy that thorin fought once and he's an orc because people remember the orcs right do you guys remember the orcs? Because this is Lord of the Rings. It's 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 bollocks. It's 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 hard to give a shit about Thorin's arc because it's so centered around this guy who I don't give a fuck about. And a movie like I don't necessarily always agree with it, but there are some instances where movies live and die by the villain that that holds up the hero. And Thorin's not particularly a big hero, and this guy is a shit villain. <laughs> so like, what the fuck? One last point I'll make on the first movie is, mm-hmm. um, and this is. Not really related to anything, but just a quick note I have here, which I found a little funny. Uh, the dwarves don't look like dwarves. Not all of them, anyway. The hot one just looks like a little man. I don't know why I think this, but I actually Googled at one point, is this actor... I found the actor's name. I searched I searched the cast. I found the actor's name. And I had a look on IMDb to find out if he was ever a CBBC presenter. Because he looks <laughs> like one. What, Aiden Turner? Yeah, he looks, he looks like a like a like a barney prank patrol type of guy do you know what i mean like it's the it's the short black hair and like i can imagine a little like stubbly beard he's got a winning smile that is very i mean he's got very long black hair in the hobby though yeah but like i know that that's not gonna be his hair um maybe i guess i look I, i don't think he was but he's he strikes me as a guy that's just like he looks weirdly out of place. I don't know why. Maybe it's maybe it is just that he's too handsome. Yeah, he is. He doesn't look like a, a dwarf to me at all. He's he's he is literally just a man who they just shrunk down in like fucking yeah. After Effects or whatever. Um, Did you also forget at points that they were dwarves? So like when they'd be next to a human, you'd suddenly go because obviously right, the hobbits are small, the dwarves are small, and Gandalf yeah. just fucking frequently pieces out of this movie. <laughs> he just dips. Yeah, it just dips yeah. throughout this entire trilogy for no reason. But then every now and again, they meet a regular-sized person, and they're yeah. all looking up, and I'm going, why are they staring at the fucking ceiling? Oh, they're dwarves, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Because everyone's a fucking dwarf in this, and when, like, what is it? When everyone's fucking small, no one is. They're just, they're just that's the size. Anyway, that's enough, um, that's enough, that's enough on this one. <laughs> Here's my here's my first note on the desolation of Smaug. Is the fact that the movie is called the Desolation of Smaug, and Smaug doesn't desolate anything in the entire fucking movie. Neither is desolated. I'll I'll put this out there. I fucking hate this one. Ooh, interesting. This is the epitome of what I don't like about these movies. Do you want me to go into it, or do you want to reveal where you are? No, go into it. Go into it. The first two hours of this movie, and I I had a conversation with Ben. And I, I said, I, I caught myself saying the opening two hours of this movie. And then I stopped myself and said, firstly, the fact that there is an opening two hours of this movie is a problem in itself. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Fair. A lot of movies can get in and get done by that point. The opening two hours of this movie are fucking needless. Okay. There is 
In what respect? There's virtually no work done to progress the mainline plot. They just go all around Middle-earth doing fuck all, learning fuck all, and then by the time they finally get to the dragon, there's half an hour left of it. And the promise of this movie is served as a cliffhanger to get people back in the opening weekend sales for the next movie, just because, like, I can't, I, I can't, I can't explain it. The two hours of this movie is not what the movie is, or at least not what it's promised to be. It's too much elves, right? Why, why are you making all the elves come out of nowhere to fight when half of the dwarves they're defending don't have fucking personalities? Why don't you let them do some fights? They're going, they're, 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 they're in a fucking log flume having a scrap. Why, why? Like, right, that's, that's a fantasy dumb moment. You can check me on that. It's two hours of setup. And the payoff is a cliffhanger that isn't resolved. And then when it's resolved, don't even get me started about how fucking stupid it is. <laughs> like, it's fucking... This movie... Oh, it's just the, the... And it pisses me off because the dwarves relentlessly get captured. And then they're like, fucking... They're like, Bilbo shit at this. Then they get captured. Bilbo saves them. And it's a situation where they have to be quiet. But they're like, hey guys, look, it's Bilbo. Bilbo's gonna save us. Let's go. And Bilbo's like, shut the fuck up. Then they get out of it. And they're like, you're still shit at what you do, Bilbo. I'll be honest. I watched this movie in two sittings. I tried to watch it all last night and I couldn't. I turned it off and I just went to bed in a bad mood. <laughs> I woke up this morning and went, maybe I'm a little bit happier about it this time. I watched it. I went, oh, no, I'm not. There are nuggets of gold, and I'll get to the nuggets of gold, but where where are you with this? Just to stop me having a fucking <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I was just enjoying sitting back and just, you felt, I felt like you needed that. I, do you know what? I did. Nathan, where are you at with this before I actually die? You're not going to like it. <laughs> oh, fuck. Is this the one? Is this the good one? This is my favorite of the trilogy. Oh, yeah. Nathan. Yeah, I, this is the one that I enjoy the most. Don't get me wrong. Most of what you're saying, I, I can see where you're coming from. I wouldn't necessarily say I agree with it, but I can yeah. definitely see uh, some of the points that you're making. Else, right, convince, convince me. I'm, I'm curious. All right, we just had a whole fucking three-hour movie of nothing but the same dwarf copy and pasted over and over again, um, doing pretty much nothing apart from running through a cave and then climbing a tree, and then that's pretty much it, really. And occasionally yeah. they sang a song too. Um, that's pretty much it. Mix it up, throw in some elves. It's it's a change of pace. It's something different than just seeing the same characters. So yeah, we've got Legolas back. Don't get me wrong, he looks like fucking shit, okay? Right, but he's back. I, I don't want to interject because I do want to hear where you're going with this. But I know that they de-aged Orlando Bloom to make him look younger. They tried to. They, and that's the thing. They tried to, so it's so apparent that something was done, but he yeah. just looks like regular 45-year-old whatever Orlando Bloom. He looks like shit, and it doesn't help that there's also another character in this movie who looks more like Orlando Bloom than Orlando Bloom does. Oh, fuck, yeah, that is a good point, actually. Yeah, Luke Evans yeah. looks fucking identical to, like, <laughs> Will Turner in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Yeah. So it um, really doesn't help that you've got a younger actor who just looks better. Not to jump down that rabbit hole too far, I am all for just letting people suspend disbelief. He looks older, yeah. so what? Just let him look older. Ian Holm looked older. Fucking Gandalf looked older. Uh, it's, like, it's more... I think it's more the fact that, like, he's not supposed to age. Yeah, but he does. Like, 
But he does because he's a human being and this isn't real. Like we know that. Just let yeah. him not age because it looks it looks infinitely less distracting than what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, I know, I I agree. But and his contact lenses look fucking ridiculous. He looks stupid. His contact lenses always look ridiculous. To be fair, and well, but they're at least at least they look like they're on a normal face. So yeah, I like the elves. I really like Tariel. I like Evangeline Lily. Um, as uh, as Tariel, I will say is a little weird. Lord of the Rings, uh, Tolkien progressivism strikes once again because the only female character in this series is the one whose arc revolves about being in love with uh, with a guy. Um, but but still, I like it. They're cute. They're cute together, and she has some really good moments as a character as well. She's not just one though. She can hold her own in a fight, and she's you know multi skilled and faceted as well. Um, so I, I do like that character quite a lot. It's weird that Lee Pace is younger than Orlando Bloom, and he's like, I'm your dad. So that's, oh. that's weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also noticeably younger when you see them in the same scene together. Point of controversy, though. This seems to be a scene that you f- hated the most. And I know why you hated it, because you're Lawrence and you can't stand anything that's even remotely comedic. But the the GoPro barrel sequence... I love that scene. It's it's so look. It's so shut up. It's so fucking dumb, but I love it. It's it's a good bit of fun in a movie that's three hours long and already too bloated as a whole trilogy. So let's have a moment to just have a laugh. I'm good with that. He's bouncing all over the place, and then he pulls his fucking arms through the barrel, and he's just twirling around like a fucking Beyblade. Counterpoint: I, I am not above a fun sequence. Right. Okay. I know sometimes my opinions have led this, you know, led that to to not ring true. I'm not above a good sequence, but wouldn't it be wild? Wouldn't it be wild in this movie that costs so much money and has so bloated of a runtime that we incorporated some fun stuff into I don't know the stuff that propels the plot? Let's not grind to a halt to have a haha log flume sequence. I don't think it is grinding to a halt. I think it's it is also progressing it, the story because they're escaping from the fucking elf. They're escaping uh, from a detour they made as a as a plot point to be like the hey, whole look, thing. Lords of the Rings is a series of detours one after the other. That's how you have a fucking quested adventure. Yeah, but stuff happens when they when they detour in Lord of the Rings. They go somewhere to get like an advantage. Stuff happens here. You just don't like the stuff that happens. Look, maybe you're right, but it just, after three, by this point, maybe like four hours of very little happening, I was just like, this isn't, this isn't fun for me. This isn't fun. Get on with it. Would it please you to know that this is the point where I turned the movie off? Uh, not really. I mean, I, if it was later, I could have understand it. This was the most, not, well, yeah, I'd say it was the most fun sequence in the movie. I, I enjoy it. I think it's great. It's a good time. Yeah. I like seeing... Uh, Biffa or Bomba or Bofa bounce around and then put his arms through the fucking barrel thing. Um, it's good. It's a good fun time. Um, when they get to Lake Town, if you'd have switched it off there, I'd been like, yeah, understandable, because boring as fuck. Once once they get to Lake Town, there's there's a weird Welsh family who keep doing my head in. Luke Evans' kids also going da da da. You know when you can tell when someone isn't from a part of the country that would say that? Like, for example, if I said my da, it sounds weird. Yeah, Yeah, it does. But I reckon you could get away with it. No, I don't think so. No. No? Da is like, it's more, it's, it's very Welsh, but also more like, 
West Country. The, the point being that classically trained child actors just get them to say dad, just because yeah. they because they can't they look they don't they cannot pull it off. Stephen Fry doesn't need to be here. Neither does his weird little servant, who I fucking despise that character. Um, get rid of them. Don't need it at all. He is enraging because he doesn't. The thing that fucks me off about him. Who? Is it like if it is, I don't Who? and I don't think that every side character Who? Uh, the, Who? The, the little the little bitch the little Stephen Fry's little right. fucking gimp I'm I am aware that not every side character needs to have an arc or a point and blah 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 some people can just be there for comedic you know purposes but one he's not funny and two he doesn't do anything yeah. he just yeah. is in important scenes to make a joke and then at the end of it he's like dressed up in a corset and like his gold like makes the shape of boobs and it's like isn't this fun and it's like no he's a slimy character who is there purely to extend the runtime really which yeah. is not a good yeah. thing at all get rid of that character you don't need it at all get rid of most of the lake town stuff um because yeah. I'll agree with you there, mostly boring, that sort of stuff. But then, mm-hmm. when we get to Erebor, when we get to the mountain, then that's where we have the gold, I reckon. And literally and metaphorically, because there's a yeah. lot of gold in that mountain. Um, Smaug, okay, great. F- to me, anyway, good stuff. personally, fucking great. Benedict Cumberbatch um, does a really good job. They even fucking made it look like him somehow i don't know if that's so intentional or just benedict cumberbatch has a weird face <laughs> no i think he did like you can see the footage of him like recording it. he's got like the dots and everything so they did motion capture um, okay so I, so I definitely think it's intentional um yeah but but yeah it's 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 funny that the dragon just looks like benedict cumberbatch but but it's great that whole sequence is great it's weird that it's the third sequence in uh, these series of movies where you have Bilbo talking his way out of a situation with yeah. an enemy, but all of those scenes have been good, in my opinion. They've, they've been the so, best things so far. It's, yeah. Isn't it interesting when you allow two talented actors to have a conversation that isn't nonsense, it's good. I did kind of like, and it, I, I don't know if, like, I, I'd imagine the design wasn't, like, purposely done this way, but I, I, I quite enjoyed how... Martin Freeman is just trying to have a conversation, but every time Smaug even breathes, it just becomes one of those like arcade penny that's penny slots that like pushes more pennies forward. And he's just like, I can't, I'm trying to fucking stand up and also talk to a dragon and also steal something and also not die. Like it's, and that's, some... this is, and this is why I like Martin Freeman in this, because those are the sequences where it's really good to have Martin Freeman's like stumbling energy. Yeah, I was just going to say there's some really good Martin Freeman isms throughout that scene. There's like a moment I really enjoy, it always makes me laugh, is where like the dragon is first just starting to wake up and he starts to rise out of the gold and Bilbo doesn't know what the fuck to do, so he just kind of kneels down and just yeah. just stays there, just hoping that he doesn't see him really. I I love that because it look on Martin Freeman's face is where he just kind of sits there. It looks, you can almost for a second interpret it as... Oh well, I'm dead. I may as well be comfy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. fuck, yeah, yeah. Um, it's no, good that stuff. is funny. Yeah, <laughs> and like I say, really enjoy the the conversation that they have. Smaug, uh, kind of just hyping himself up for all of it. Just been a weird little dragon or a big dragon. Um, yeah. but then the the kind of like the chase and all the the dwarves like fighting against the dragon and trying to outsmart him and you know bury him in gold and all that sort of stuff. That's all fun. I like all of that. I like a good romp there. I like. I really like a concept of a 
an arena basically the setting of the like not even just a fight but like the setting of a of a sequence being mm. entirely dependent on like um an environmental challenge like not only is he there to do something he's also got to like step his enormous clumsy hobbit feet mm. and not make any noise in a room that every single sound makes a fucking large ricochet of noise that's really interesting cool stuff and it, it makes you feel tense it does it does but then i like i like it that unlike the fact that the dwarves then have the home field advantage really when it comes mm. to everything going on with the dragons because that's their home they know it inside and out they know how it works like they can activate yeah. all the like engineer and schmelting shit and all that sort of stuff and they know where the carts go and the little secret tunnels and all that sort of stuff so they yeah. can like work their way around it while smile just kind of has to like break through and stumble and all this sort of shit so it reminded me of you know in a, like a video game where you have the the boss fight where you need to lure the boss somewhere so that something can fall on him <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah. and then like then like you do that three times and then you get the quick time animation <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah yeah like yeah. It, rem- it reminded me of that because it is he is constantly just walking around and having things fucking thrown at his head or something i understand there is gold stuff in this i get it right there's cool moments but can yeah. you not see how this is just paced so horrendously the trilogy as a whole yes this movie no it's it's all out of order like not not in terms of like rearrange it and it works but like the the in between movie breaks us in the weirdest places. Are you, are you talking about the trilogy as a whole or this movie? What are you saying? I guess this movie because it's the it's the middle slot in it, so it's just like it feels weird, like and it also feels it feels like a big build up for the next movie, and then the next movie comes along and it's dealt with in twelve minutes. That's another little pretentious thing I did. I wrote the how many minutes in it was until Smaug died, and it was twelve minutes. So you know how angry. And filled with rage and pedantic you are about this movie. Mm-hmm. We'll get fucking ready. <laughs> I, look, I make no excuses that the next movie is not exactly a banger. Borderline unwatchable. <laughs> okay, it's my favourite of the three. Oh um, my god, it's fucking hell. I watched this last night and I did not have a good time. And you know what? I remember I've se- I'd seen the other two movies since I saw them in the cinema. But I remember watching the Battle of the Five Armies for in the cinema with my dad, and the entire time I was bored out of my fucking mind, and so I just never watched it again until yeah. last night. And then last night I made the promise to myself that I am never watching that movie again because oh, shit. I okay, fucking hate it. <laughs> Welcome back to another happy pod. Um, what the last thing I'll say, I do like this that the desolation of Smaug makes a conscious effort to make a thematic point that Lord of the Rings villains work best when they are just left to isolate in their like greed. Obviously, like the idea of the ring completely changed Smeagol as a person in terms of like you know bringing out the Gollum side of him, mm. making him like throw any semblance of humanity he had out of the window in order to just kind of fuel his addiction. And I like that Smaug kind of had the same thing going on. Like he was just, I I won this battle this one time. I now have all this gold. I guess I just sit here. And like, it's why he doesn't kill Bilbo straight away. Cause he's like, finally someone to fucking talk to like yeah. this stuff, this stuff to do. Um, and it's, and it's quite interesting. And it explains why when he's like let loose, he's just like, I'm just going to kill some people because I'm bored shitless of, of this. Um, so I, I like that. That's the one thing I'll give this movie. Oh, and the magic fight. At first I was like, here we go, boys. Magic fight. Dumb. Pointless. 
get rid of it. Or, ma- or magic phone. Uh, the um, Gandalf and um, a big cloud or something. Oh, Gandalf and Sauron. Yeah. yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch played like, as well. What's the deal with Sauron in this? Because he was a big eye in the Lord of the Rings, but this time he's like an eye, but with a person in the eye. He's, he's not... He's Yeah, so this is like him just starting to re-emerge. So, uh, first of all, let me just say, I don't know shit about Tolkien lore. I've never read a single book, never will. I've only yeah. seen the movies and two episodes of the Amazon Prime series. Um, that's my fucking knowledge. Um, but, from what I understand, uh, this is Sauron just returning uh, to Middle-earth um, and, and gaining his power again. I think when Galadriel does that thing in the next movie... And then, like, frozen back towards Mordor. I think that's inventic in the form of the eye. But, I don't know. Basically, he's he's there for... I'm almost certain he's not in the actual Hobbit book. Almost fucking certain. Um, yeah. Having never read it. But I'd, I'd put a good amount of money to say none of that I'd, shit. I'd hedge a book. large bet considering it just seemed tacked on. And if it is in the book, then I'd imagine they didn't do the source material justice because he literally just... Goes, I'm here, and then gets hadoukened into the Lord of the Rings trilogy. It's just there for Gandalf and Doctor Who to run about, have a little fun, and be ready to say, "Look, here is Lord of the Rings." That's that's all it is. I have I have um, one brief note on Sylvester McCoy, and then we'll we'll move on. It's just that while his character is pointless, I think he fits in the world nicely. He's having he's a great. Lot, a lot of fun. Yeah. I like him. I like Radagast. He's a fun little character. Oh, one last thing on the Desolation of Smaug. Um, very weird cut from Smaug flying towards Lake Town saying, I am fire, I am death. Q Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Wait, is it? It doesn't cut straight to that though, is that is then it it's like Martin Freeman say, What have we done? Oh yeah, it's what it's I am fire, I am death, Martin Freeman. What have we done? <laughs> Dramatic fit cut to not even fade to black, cut to black. Smash yeah. cut to black. Two seconds of silence. Oh, misty mountain. <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 ding. What I love about Icy Fire as a song is it's pretty much all just generic. At one specific moment, he mentions the line of Durin. <laughs> and it's yeah. just so like, imagine the mums out there. They're like, I don't know what that means, but I like it. It's got a nice, nice vibe to it, a nice feel. Um, yeah. But yeah, all right. Uh, the Hobbit, the Battle of Five, Ar- Five Armies, my favourite. But I feel like Nathan is about to uh, implode before tell he can me, tell me he, what no, he hates. Please tell me why is it your favourite? What was it about this of of the three movies? What was it about this one that you decided that you liked the best? Put simply, stuff happens. And it's shorter. Does it though? <laughs> we will. We'll, we will get there. I know where you're going. Doesn't fucking feel shorter. First of all, um, <laughs> it, to me, it I don't think like a fucking breeze. I don't think anything happens in this movie. But please continue. So, right. Firstly, when I say it's my favourite, that's not high praise. I believe I know, it is I the know. shiniest of three shits. I get you. I like in this movie. Firstly. Martin Freeman is is doing God's work in this. It's the best he's been in all of these movies. He's very good in this. For audio listeners out there, as it's the only way we present this podcast, Nathan just raised his eyebrows and pulled a grimace. Um, Look, I think stuff happens in this. It's the only movie where I can see Thorin as a character that I 
can somewhat at least want to care about. I don't think it lands it at all. A, a big battle happens. It's, it doesn't hold a candle to any other battle in the entire franchise, but at least it's something something happening. One thing I do like is the kind of conflict, and Ben made a point of this earlier on the phone call, um, it's a kind of conflict that I think is somewhat interesting in a moral character completely falling to not like a dark side, but completely being succumbed by a negative influence that affects them uh, in, in a way that allows them to not act within the character that we've grown to know. I think that's interesting. I also think there's a great moral dilemma in terms of hiding out in their kind of sieged castle that they've just taken back is the wrong thing to do but also the right thing to do when it comes to protecting the line of Durin because there's three of them left and not for long is is what I'll say. I like that conundrum. I like that Bilbo is able to be the hero of the franchise with, by barely lifting a sword and you have all of these people that owe their lives to him because he just made, like for once he was the person that put down the sword and went, I don't want to watch people get slaughtered needlessly I'm going to put myself directly in harm's way and almost certainly get myself killed and very almost does get killed just to put an end to the stupidity of men that think they're entitled to castles or gold or just just the sheer dumbness of it all. So I guess that's what I like. I would agree on those points if it wasn't all bundled up in a movie where absolutely nothing happens for three hours and it's the biggest pile of dog shit that <laughs> has ever been put on screen and i'm being pedantic and facetious there because it's not i've seen worse movies but yeah just because it's so fresh in my mind because i had such a bad time watching it last night it is currently to me the biggest piece of dog shit i <laughs> <laughs> this movie, okay, and I remember feeling the exact same way about it when I saw it in the cinema. And again, haven't read the book, know fuck all about Tolkien law, Tolkien law, whatever, only going off what I know from the movies and shit, okay? But if you end a movie where you have a fucking huge dragon flying off towards a town which he's yeah. going to burn and destroy and you leave that on a cliffhanger you're saying get fucking ready for the next one because we've got the big yeah, bad yeah. of the franchise here it's a huge fucking dragon we're gonna have a movie where we have to rally everyone together and somehow you've been patient for two this... hours of desolation of smog exactly for the dragon we let you lawrence, down we're gonna bring it back lawrence just sat through a fucking gopro barrel sequence but now <laughs> get ready because we're gonna pay it off and you're gonna see the biggest fight of everyone against the big fucking dragon and then he dies within five fucking minutes he dies before the main title of the movie comes yeah. on screen and then i remember in the cinema seeing that and being what the fuck all right and i know what people will say to that I know that people will say, well, that's how it is in the book. You know, he's not the main villain. He's not the big bad or whatever. That's just how it is. If you're doing a fucking three-hour movie, three, three-hour movies, you're already adding in and extending shit, okay? You can make the fucking dragon lost last a little longer than five fucking minutes. Yeah. I hate this I, movie so that, much. 
th- this this is like I mean yeah I I completely agree I completely sympathise I think I'm even I think I was even angrier than you than like than you're presenting now when I watched it I honestly put it on and went there wasn't a lot of you know desolation in the last one there wasn't a lot of smog either but what I saw I liked at least it ended with him destroying a city can't wait to I went into it immediately I watched I finished. I finished Desolation, I put on Battle of Five Armies. I went straight in, went, can't wait for this. Literally 12 minutes later, I went, are you taking the fucking piss? Was that yeah. it? And yeah. and I completely agree with you. In a franchise where I would argue four hours could be removed and oh, it would be it? a much better time, it's it's so stupid to make way, to, 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 to dispose of not only a good talent, but also a good presence that clearly resounded well with people because they seemed to like Smaug as a character to dispatch of him like that. And it's just, and it's, and it's by two people. I don't like a guy and his son. I don't care about. Yeah. And it's, and it's with this, <clears throat> with this fucking arrow that comes out and nowhere. And is like, he's like, Oh God damn it. I left my arrow somewhere. And his son's like, here it is dad. I just pulled it out of my fucking ass. A good thing I brought this. And he's like, Oh good. Let's kill him then. It's, it's, bad it's bad that's what it is it's bad it's just straight up fucking bad all throughout that sequence as well you got Stephen fry just being like oh let's you know be rich and not help anyone and let's all that slapstick shit fuck off get out of there don't need any of that and then for the rest of the movie you got his fucking servant just being the worst character ever and kill him just cut his fucking throat the thing that annoys me as well is because you decided to and i'm i'm Apparently you're Peter Jackson here, so I'm just talking to you. So <laughs> you decided to be faithful in the fact that you're going to kill off the dragon immediately, and that's just going to be the opening of the movie. But then what you're going to do is you're going to have literally like half of the fucking movie be this gigantic, epic, supposedly, battle a la Lord of the Rings, which is what you're clearly just trying to evoke and emanate here. But absolutely nothing happens during the battle. It's fucking boring. It's not interesting to see. And worst of all, the movie is called The Battle of the Five Armies. I counted. There's three. There's not five armies in this movie. There's three. Why is it called The Battle of the Five Armies? There's the dwarves, the elves, and the orcs. Where are the other two? Do the dwarves count as two? Because it's like the king's... No, it's because like they're the, the same it's, army. But it's, it's Thorin's company. And then Thorin are army. 13 blokes. That's not an army. Yeah, I guess you're right. It's the dwarves, the elves, and the orcs. We must be wrong. We Like, we must be wrong. There's not... But, there's but, not... What are the others? Because then there's the other fucking army of orcs that arrives, but that's just reinforcements. That's not another army. It's the same army. It's just more of it. Yeah, but if we're going to make this work, Nathan, every, every new player is an army. Gandalf is an army. Because technically no. he's carrying a stick, which I guess is <laughs> doesn't two work. At one point during the battle, there's a big moment where everyone looks in horror as these giant fucking worms come out of the ground. They're like, oh my god, it's over for us now. The big worms are here. And then that's it. That you yeah. never see them again. They yeah. don't show up again. It's just, here they are, gone. Oh my god, it's the worms <laughs> from Dune. Oh wait, they're not a thing. Never mind, they never come back. <laughs> Great. All right. What do you make of? Uh, yeah, I completely get it. Like I said, the battle is <clears throat> boring. Is it? Yeah, it's, it's boring. It's boring, but at least it's a battle. But then when you compare it to the likes of like Helm's Deep and everything like that, where the battle progresses in clear stages, 
stuff happens people are on the back foot and then they're pushing forward like it's you can tell what's going on in the battle i look i don't i never wanted to be in the position where i was trying to defend this right i i hedged all my bets on this being the one that you enjoyed the most out of all of them as well I was clearly very wrong and I've been put in a position where now I have to play devil's advocate to defend a movie that I have no no real love or passion for. It was just, like I say, the shiniest of a couple of shits. There are probably like two, maybe three moments overall in this movie that I actually kind of like. Everything else is just dog shit in my opinion. The Thorin stuff, this is another thing I do not like, okay? So, Thorin... the Ark of Thorin in this? Yes, the Ark of Thorin, because it's all just... And now he's sick, but and now he's cured. It's just... (laughs) Alright. There's... It's like, Thorin, you have two movies of him being perfectly fine. I know they kind of hinted at it towards the end of The Desolation of Smaug, but you have two pretty much movies of him being... I'm absolutely great. I love life. Uh, well, I'm angry and I'm brooding all the time, but still, I love life. Let's go take back Erebor. Let's kill a dragon. Let us have fun. Oh no, I'm sick. I hate everyone. I hate you. I love gold, and I hate you, yeah. and I'm going to kill you if you even touch my fucking gold. Where's my magic space stone? All right? Um, but <laughs> yeah. then he looks at a gold floor for five minutes, and this all takes place over the course of like half a day. And then he's like, actually, I'm all right. Yeah, I think I've got to fight with my mates now. <laughs> Great! I'm glad you took fucking two hours to go through all that. It's just... It's just nothing. It's it's just fucking... More stuff so they can fill out the runtime and just get it fucking over with, really. Because yeah. they have to have the trilogy. They have to have the big epic Lord of the Rings trilogy. They can't possibly just have two movies because that's a fucking travesty. When was the last time you Warner Brothers cared about the creative input of these things they saw yeah. they saw the sales for unexpected journey and desolation and probably which were probably extremely impressive and then went well we could probably squeeze a third one in these couldn't we <laughs> so i i said earlier I'll t- <laughs> how's peter jackson is he dead yet no well he can pump no. another one out then can't he fuck him he can, he can do the summer really and whatever it's called yeah. um so i i teased Earlier and even a little bit in the earlier in the week to you as well, the there was something uh, with Thorin that I wanted to talk about and I wanted to see if you picked was this up a theme if I picked up on something? Yes, so I just not necessarily a theme, just like a little thread. Uh, to me, is very prevalent and very matter of fact in this movie, but I also recognise I have a bias, so I want to see where where I'm where. You are with it, and if you noticed anything remotely like it at all. And what I'm talking about here is, to me... Oh, hang on, hang on, before you say... And this is the first time I'm thinking about it, and I'm going to say this bluntly. Okay. Does Thorin want to fuck Bilbo? Yes. This is exactly where I'm going. But also, Bilbo wants to fuck Thorin. Ooh! Yeah. That's interesting, yeah. So, to me, um, for the entire... for Yeah, for the trilogy, there is... Quite a lot of romantic subtext between the two of them, I think. It's it's okay. don't get me wrong, it's never explicit. Nothing is ever explicitly said, but the relationship between those two characters reads very much like a sort of enemies to lovers who don't quite make it their trope, with a with a tragedy at the end. It it very much reads like that. And I think 
it would you would probably have a lot more people see it that way if either Bilbo or Thorin was a woman. If 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 yeah, it was definitely. if it was that way, I think you'd have a lot of people be like, oh, that's clearly a romantic relationship because heteronormativity. But because it's two blokes, I just think it doesn't come up to a lot of people. It's just not something <laughs> they even think about. The Hobbit, gay? <laughs> no, not gay. You're gay. You're gay. You're thinking about it. You must be gay. <laughs> You can't have gays in a fantasy world. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> I, I completely... Do you know what? It's interesting. It's the it's the only thing... Nathan, you need to understand. Your comment here is the only thing I wish to learn more about these, these movies. <laughs> you okay. need to understand it's the only pop, plot point that if it's a thing and if it was thought up... Basically, virtually, right, hang on. Subtext exists. It exists yeah. if you perceived it it has it has value. It has merit. Yeah. There's a video on YouTube which is called Thorin and Bilbo being stupidly in love for five minutes straight. Um, so clearly I'm not the only one who thinks this, all right? Which mm-hmm. is good to know, vindication and all that. The thing that sells it for me is, like I say, I, I, the subtext is there kind of from the beginning. Like, you know, they kind of like have an understanding and agreement towards the end of the first movie. The second movie is them getting closer together. Um, Thorin always seems to look pretty p- proud of Bilbo and stuff throughout that movie with all like his achievements and shit. Um, but the thing that really sells it to me in the third movie, again, a giant piece of dog shit in a movie I never want to see again. But the moments where uh, Thorin is going through his inexplicable dragon sickness, where he loves gold all of a sudden, he's Austin Powers in gold member, he still has soft moments for Bilbo during those scenes, even though to everyone else he's very aggressive and very shouting, he's get out of here and all this sort of stuff, he just wants That's his magical true. space stone, he still has quite a nice, quite a very soft moment with Bilbo, and he's talking about, you know, Bilbo has he the He snaps acorn. at him, but corrects himself, that's not how he should he be does. around Bilbo. Yeah. He does, yeah. And Bilbo has the little acorn, and they're talking about how he's going to, you know, plant the tree back at Bag End and all that sort of stuff. It's a very sweet moment between the yeah. two of them. It's only once he finds out that he essentially betrayed him that he kind of loses it and wants to throw him over the edge which is I guess understandable to a point given what he's going through at that moment and then you have to emulate like a relationship which has you know like the only kind of way I can kind of see that being painted as like a scenario that's believable is like Mm. you know um an addiction an obsession um uh, yeah and you you take it out on those closest around you and when Bilbo goes to him he goes to him in a way that would he would have to admit defeat and admit that his wrong admit wrongdoing and instead of doing that he lashes out at the only person that's trying to help him good stuff um another moment um is obviously the the Thorin's death spoiler alert but Thorin's death scene um again just quite a a sweet moment just the moment where Bilbo really fully where he's where Thorin is dead and it just dawns on Bilbo, he looks fucking distraught. A lot more distraught than I than he seemed for either Philly or Killy or whoever the hot one was, uh, who who died and all that sort of stuff. Um yeah. he seems really, really broken up about Thorin dying specifically. Then there's the moment where he's getting ready to leave Erebor, um, and he's talking to Dwalin and they have the little moment talking about Thorin, and then he he says something along the lines of like, to me he was, but he can't say it. He 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 never finishes that thought. He never actually says like what Thorin was. He just like has a moment of like, huh, and then walks off. Really, we and he don't has necessarily the, see. 
he was in at, at the end when his stuff's being auctioned off there's the moment where he says oh you're indebted to this man or something um mm. and he does declare what he was to him which was a friend but there's an element of yeah. sadness in that there is yeah as in was he is that all he was because that's he, all he could be as in he that's only all ever got, got to, to be? be the friend exactly yeah. because their time together was cut short because of a weird cgi orc oh um, you mean when Thorin died like a fucking idiot <laughs> yeah for no reason um side note is a big rock on a chain the best weapon to use when you're having a fight on a frozen lake i would argue no um <laughs> but that's just me anyway is it, the, is it the best weapon when you tower over the your fist could serve as that yeah you could hit him and it would have the same force he is a small man maybe don't swing things overhead yeah. when the small man could just Run in and stab your willy off or something. I don't maybe, <laughs> maybe don't use a weapon that really limits your movement and makes you have about ten seconds of vulnerability before you can pick it back up and swing it again. No, but maybe it doesn't. Don't it, do it, that. it doesn't matter, Nathan, because Thorin won't take a single shot out of <laughs> rhythm. He's a man of honor. He waits. Yeah, he's a man of honor. You ready? Can we go again? A nice, <laughs> good, good swing. Narrow miss there. Anyway, you ready? To, you ready again? I'm. I've got my honor back now. By the way, I'm fine. And maybe at the end of a fucking nine-hour movie, don't have yet another scene where Bilbo's house is being auctioned off for some fucking reason. Anyway, um, I just don't like the movie, but. It can be saved if Thorin and Bilbo are gay. <laughs> in, in, in my la- I'm sorry, I just saw my last note I have about this movie, and it literally just says, fuck off, I never want to watch this movie again, full stop. <laughs> my, my last note about this movie is, Thorin dies like an idiot, entirely his own fault. You've come all this way, and you couldn't be asked to just push your sword two inches through the ice. <laughs> He just stares at him for like fucking ten minutes. Yeah, and right. when his eyes open, that's the Kill time him. to do it. Yeah, don't, don't be like, oh, he's getting back. out. I'll, I'll I'll wait for. Oh no, but he's a man of honor, isn't he? I'll, <laughs> he has to I'll wait. Give him a, I'll give him a minute. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, uh, one thing as well, like I said, I I didn't really touch on this m- much, but I did like the the hot dwarf and um, and Tariel stuff, and and I I do like the line where she says, "If this is love, I do not want it." Um, again, I, I just think Evangeline Lilly is good in these movies. What's yeah. bad is Legolas running up fallen bricks. That's bad. Don't do that ever again. There's a suspension of disbelief because I know that elves are naturally more agile and durable. And also, I and that's they're also supposed to be very lighter than people yeah. as well, which is why they can uh, do shit like that. And that's very cool. It's great when Legolas is like sliding under legs, flipping shit, like mm. flipping around shit. Sorry, he's just a little wiry guy. It's great when he uses a shield as a skateboard and goes down Helmsley <laughs> stairs. So gnarly. Off arrow. It's, it's fucking radical, bro. It's tubular. <laughs> it's so tubular, bro. What a 2002 time capsule. Um... <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. I'm never. I'm never going to watch these again. No, no. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. I'm definitely never going to watch this one. I'll probably watch it definitely just moment, but not this one. Uh, anyway, um, would I do this? I forgot all about it. This has been <laughs> as long as one of the films. Yeah, this um, is a this is a long episode. Um, it is another happy question. Do you do the theme? We don't do the theme at the end, but we don't do the theme. But I refresh you on the question. Put yourselves and more of an elongated conversation because if you've tuned in halfway through or you've skipped around, you might have missed it. Um, I asked Nathan uh, that Bilbo Baggins is a little hobbit who is thrusted into 
um, an unexpected journey. My question to Nathan was simply, are you doing any of this? Um, So your question was four words. My answer is three. Am I fuck? (laughs) Brilliant. There it is. (laughs) I I completely concur. No. I'm just having dinner, my fish dinner, and a bunch of people come into my house and go, you're now going to come with us and we're going to kill a dragon. And I'm like two foot tall. I'm going to say... Probably going to skip that one, to be honest. Yeah, I'll give that one a miss, boys, if I'm being honest with you. Also, you just ate all my fucking cheese. Get out. And then he comes back, and more of his stuff's gone. He hasn't just got an empty larder, he's got an empty house. So he's actually gained nothing. Yeah. Apart from a lost love that never was. (laughs) And his ring. And his ring. He got his ring. Yeah, he got his ring. His coping mechanism, Nathan. Ah, yes, yes, yes. I, I will say, I did like the little bit at the end where... You know, him and Gandalf had a little discussion. He's like, don't use the ring, Bilbo. And Ian, just take and, uh, it off of him. Yeah. And he's you like, you know how important it is. <laughs> just take he's, it. But he's like, I don't think, I don't think he knows what it is specifically. Cause I think in the first Lord of the Rings, he like, he knows he has a magic ring, but I don't think he knows it's that ring. It's the ring. He's just like, oh, magic ring. Cause you'd put two and two together, wouldn't you? You'd be like, this is the prequel trilogy, The Hobbit. <laughs> And that's probably he's not fuck. He hasn't seen the Lord of the Rings, Lawrence. That's his fault. That's his problem, then, isn't it? Oh, side note: one thing I cannot fucking stand about this movie is I'm just more shits getting me angry. Sorry, but <laughs> when fucking Legolas's dad is like, "Oh, you should go see Aragorn, so you can do Lord of the Rings together." This is sixty years before the Lord of the Rings. Aragorn's a fucking human man. What? I thought that, and he was like, his child, he, you know, his dad's a good man. His child could be a great man. I'm like, he's not born though for another thirty years. <laughs> exactly. How's he going to be a great man? Maybe they can. Can they see what will be? Can they? Is that like an elf? I don't fucking know. But... I don't think so. Not from what I can see. It's just then, it, bad. then it's just Warner Brothers fucking cuckbait, isn't it? It's just Warner Brothers going, and if you're if you're young and you've grown up and this is your Lord of the Rings, there's better Lord of the Rings out there as well. Go watch them. It's like in um, Fantastic Beasts and Hitler is a gay wizard when <laughs> fucking um, <laughs> Professor McGonagall was there despite the fact that it was like 20 years before she should have even been born. Yeah, and she shit. was like 30. <laughs> she was like 30 and working at Hogwarts somehow. She's transcended 50 <laughs> years of lore because person in movie, I guess. Um, yeah. Look, great. Well done, Warner. You've done it again. Um, Straight up the worst line I think I've ever heard in a movie. That's my wee lad. Gimli. Gimli's dad, yeah. Fuck off. (laughs) Just fuck off. No, but they're going to be friends, Lawrence. They're going to be friends. I don't care. I don't care. Fuck off. Fuck. I don't fuck. Fuck off. Bit of fun. Bit of fun. I like it. No. Bit of fun. Not a bit of fun. If you didn't like it, go check out fucking thingy face but that one makes more logical sense yeah it makes logical he, sense but it but it also doesn't what a coincidence he's telling the man that will become this guy's best mate but it's not it's not defying age alright right. yes it makes sense however I don't like that he may as <laughs> the, the delivery of the line was quite literally that's my wee lad turns at the camera straight down the lens may as well crash zoom in Gimli, from the Lord uh, of the Rings. Maybe, well, I think most people already knew that was Gimli's dad, though. I didn't, because, and I didn't Well, yeah, either. you didn't, because you don't care about, 
you don't really like Lord of the Rings or care about these movies, but Gimli is son of Gloin, and that character is called Gloin. So it's like, oh, that's Gimli's dad. So we all okay. knew. It's just you. Anyway, well, I'm glad. I'm glad the like one of the few lines he had was just about being like, "I'm this guy." Yeah, it was good. I liked it. Um, I did also like the 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 first movie and the last movie begins and ends with the Fellowship of the Ring. Sort of, Elijah Wood shows up and he's like, "I'm Elijah Wood. I'm twelve years older." Um, I'm gonna go read my book so Gandalf can come and we can do Fellowship of the Ring. It's it's still <laughs> less distracting than CGIing his face down like all that. It is. Wings. He lo- he doesn't look anywhere near as bad as Legolas. Um, so it's good to see Frodo again, even though he's a depressing little fuck. Like I said in uh, the Hobbit episode, I think. Yeah. Um, and I, and I like that it ends with pretty much the scene in the Fellowship of the Ring where Gandalf shows up, um, and Bilbo's like, "Go away." If you've stuck with us this far, thank you. We appreciate it. Our episodes are usually about an hour shorter than this. Um, so, <laughs> but we thought in that. true The Hobbit fashion, we'd just blow this for as long as we possibly fucking could until we'll we were sick it of it begging yeah. us to stop. We might get a few good TikToks from it, though. So We yeah. might get a few. Check out the TikTok feed, which leads me to my next point and a great segue, always best when referenced as a segue. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Another Happy Pod. We got that username supremacy. It's all the yes. same on every platform, baby. Bitch, TikTok's probably the best place to be. It's popping off there. Yeah, it's so. popping off. We're, we're engaging uh, nice conversations about whether Joel from The Last of Us was a murderer. And let me tell you, people are being real nice about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as you can imagine, it's going swimmingly over there. You can give us a review. Uh, give us a review. Uh, give us a give us a five star review. Much unlike you would give The Hobbit, uh, because it's a series of bad and boring movies. Uh, what else can they do, Nathan? Oh, they can get ready for this next week. Be careful not to choke on your aspirations, director. Uh, and we also have a very special guest, Nathan, don't we? Yes, we do. Do we? We do. And here he is right now. Hello, everyone. It's me, Ben from Canada. Nathan, I'm going to destroy your favorite movie. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Thanks, Ben. To play us out, let's sing the uh, the dwarf song that they sing in the movie. Higgledy-bee, I'm a dwarf. I don't know what the song is. <laughs> you don't know this song? When they're all, like, being dramatic? Uh, yeah, it's by Ed Sheeran, right? No. Oh, didn't know. And I see fire. No, oh, no, you know, no. I saw a city burning. Should have done something about it, <laughs> Are we done? I feel we're done. Anyway, bye. Fuck you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.